Turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews, second chapter. We've been on a series for some uh, weeks now. We're calling Pay Attention. Anybody remember where we were at last time? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's right. <laughs> I heard the answer. Hebrews 2 and 1 says we ought to give the more earnest heed, heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. The things of God are not difficult and hard to understand and grasp because of who our teacher is. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher there's ever been. And he knows where you and I are in our understanding and he knows how to teach us and what words and what illustrations and what thoughts etc. So it's not difficult to get a hold of the things of God from that standpoint. But why would he have to tell you, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. Take heed what you hear. Hold fast what you have. Why do you have to say these kind of things? You know, caution you about letting them slip. It's because of where we live. This, this earth this environment is full of the curse and is full of darkness and evil influence. And the enemy, as soon as a good word comes to you, the enemy will come and try to steal it away. Isn't that what we see in Matthew 13 other places? The, the enemy came to steal the word. How would he steal it? Try to get it away from you before you ever understand it or put it into practice so there's this pressure to distract and one of the clearest examples of it is if you've walked with the Lord any length of time and fellowshiped with him he's shown you things and when he did maybe in a time of prayer maybe in a good service maybe when you're reading your word or you saw it so clearly and it was so strong in you. And you think, well, man, I'll never forget that. And maybe two hours later, can't remember what it was. Well, see, that's not natural. That that was something that, that was that good to you and that real to you. And two hours later, you can't even remember it. <laughs> Have you ever been there? I want to know. Have you ever? That's because the enemy came to try to get it away from you. And you let it slip. You didn't hold on to it tight enough or long enough. You let it slip. And he's cautioning us not to do that. The Amplified says, since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we've heard. Lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. Proverbs 4, you don't have to turn there. But we've mentioned this repeatedly. Proverbs 4 says, verse 20, My son, this is the NIV, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. 
Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those that find them. And health to a man's whole body. Everybody say pay attention. Pay attention. Now. uh, In moving on. Tonight go to 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5. Well, the Lord showed me some really good things today. I'd like to get get some of them out to you. You believing with me? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, just spit them out. It's not that simple. The Bible said, don't cast your pearl before swine. It's not calling anybody names. A pig has no appreciation for a pearl. They don't distinguish between a pebble or a pearl. And so with all of us, We have to get to the place where we value a thing before we're ready to receive it. And if you don't even know what it is, right? Like the pig don't even know what it is. So there there are times that we need to understand some preliminary things to even understand what he's trying to give us. And then when we get to where we can value it, he gives us precious things. And if you hold on to it and do it, He'll give you more and more. Anybody want more? In 1 Peter 5 and 7. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Nothing has happened to you that is unique. The enemy will tell you it is. He'll tell you nobody has suffered like you have. It's a great big lie. A lot of folks have been in worse situations. He'll tell you nobody knows how you felt. Big lie. For one thing, Jesus himself has been touched. It was tempted in all points. Like us. You can't say nobody knows. Other people have experienced the same and worse. And Jesus knows personally. You want to receive some of the best advice you will ever get. In life. Are you ready? It's real simple. Never. Ever. Ever. For any reason. At any time. No matter what happens. No matter where. Never. Feel sorry. For yourself. That's some of the best advice. You will ever get in life. There is never. Never. A justifiable reason for feeling sorry for yourself. And it will never do anything except hurt you terribly. You can't come out of the situation feeling sorry for yourself because number one, you're not in faith. If I'm in faith, no matter what my circumstances are, why would I feel sorry for myself if I believe I've got the victory and I'm coming out? Why would I want you to feel sorry for me if all my needs are met? Is that right? And healing's working in my body and money's coming in. Why would you want to feel sorry for me? 
So if I'm feeling sorry for myself and trying to get you to, it means I believe bad things. I'm not in faith. So help me out. Never. Never. Ever. Ever. For any reason. reason. At any time. time. Never. Never. Feel sorry. sorry. For yourself. yourself. Never. 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 Sometimes you can't help it. Lie. That's a great big lie. It's a choice. As to what you think on, what you talk about, it's a choice. I didn't say you wouldn't be tempted, but it's a choice. I didn't say you wouldn't have an opportunity, but just pass it by. Don't take that opportunity to feel sorry for yourself. Be sober. Be vigilant. What's vigilant mean? We might say, be on the watch. Why? Because you got an enemy. Now, what are we talking about in this series? Pay attention. This is something we need to pay attention to. We got an enemy. Now he didn't say be afraid. Big difference between being vigilant and being afraid. They are not the same thing. But some have misunderstood and thought if I'm in faith, I don't even need to watch. I don't even need to look because I'm in faith. Not true. That was a good revelation right there. Say it out loud. Be sober. Be sober. Be vigilant. Now actually if you look these words up, it has to do with being awake and alert. Instead of being drunk or asleep or out of it. Have you noticed a lot of folks in life are not aware? They're not very aware. They live in their own little world and are not aware of what's going on around them and with other people. Spiritual people are aware. They're not just aware of natural things only. They're aware of spiritual things. They're aware to different degrees of what's going on. Well, one of the things that's going on is the enemy is trying to hurt you. I know that's not a nice thought, but is the Bible true or not? He's trying to hurt you. He's trying to get to you. He's trying to steal the word out of your life. He's trying to confuse you. He's trying to tempt you. He's trying to hurt you. And you don't need to be afraid of that, but you do need to be alert and on the watch. It's not a lack of faith when you're going through a dark parking lot at night to look around. <laughs> right? You know who else is out here? That's not a lack of faith. You don't have to be biting your nails. Your knees don't have to be bumping your gut. You don't have to be scared, but you do need to be awake and alert. Have your head on a swivel. Come on, are y'all with me? And just kind of, just be aware. Why? Because there's a devil. We'd like to think we live in a wonderful powder puff world. Where everything's rosy and nice. Everybody's got good intentions, but you know it ain't so. You know it's not true. 
Well, I believe that everybody's basically good inside. Well, they ain't, honey. They ain't. I'm sorry, but you're living in a cartoon. There are people who have yielded to the devil, and they're evil. And they want to kill, and they want to steal and destroy with no reason, no rhyme, no understanding to it. Just yielding to impulses. Some have agendas, some don't. Some is as simple as getting your money. Come on, are you with me? And we don't have to be afraid, and we don't have to stay at home behind a locked door, but we do need to be aware primarily of the one who lives inside of us. Because he's going to let us know. Go with me to Matthew, please. The 13th chapter. Give you some more scripture. Matthew 13 and 33. I must have got the wrong. Mark. Yeah. There's a difference between Matthew and Mark. Isn't Mark. Don't laugh too loud now. Mark 13, 33. Jesus said, what did he say? Take heed. Take heed means we'd say look. Watch. The Greek there means keep awake. So look and keep awake and pray. How many believe in watching and praying? Why didn't he just say pray? Pray and sleep. (laughs) Pray and everything will be okay. Well, it can be okay, but you got to follow up the prayer with some watching. Am I reading scriptures? Look, watch, pray. For you don't know when the time is. The Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house, gave authority to his servants to every man his work. Every man is what? Work. Work. See, I told you work was God's (laughs) idea, right? Work. Supposed to be working. Somebody said, well, I'm retired. Not from the kingdom, you're not. You retire when you slip out of here. You breathe your last. Till then, get to work. Is that, am I making this up or is this scripture? He left to every man his work and commanded the porter to what? Watch. Verse 35. Watch ye therefore. You know not. When the master of the house comes at even at midnight at cock crowing in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. There's that idea again. And what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Watch. So many times we would have caught things if we'd have been more alert, paying attention to what's going on. We prayed. The Lord heard our prayer. He's got some things working for us. But we're not paying attention, looking for something else, or not realizing the enemy's trying to interfere. Everybody say, watch. Watch. Thank you, Lord. Go to Nehemiah. 
Nehemiah 4, this whole book of Nehemiah is about building the wall. It's uh, literally it was happening, but it's also symbolic of doing the work of God. And uh, just because you get clear direction and you have the people and the resources to do the work of God, does that mean the enemy is going to leave you alone and you stand by and let you get it all done? He's going to try to hinder you. Nehemiah 4, 6, so we built the wall and all the wall was joined together to the half thereof for the people had a mind to work. Man, that word just keeps coming up tonight. Huh? I didn't plan that. Work is God's idea. <laughs> it came to pass that when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabians, the Ammonites, the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and the breaches began to be stopped, they were very wroth. They were very upset. Why? Because they're yielding to the enemy. He was upset that the work of God's getting done. And when we make progress, the enemy's not happy. Makes him mad. And anybody that's yielding to him makes them mad. They're expressing his sentiments. Verse 8. And they conspired, all of them, together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Does that sound like the enemy? To hinder it. Verse 9. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God. And set a watch (laughs) against them day and night because of it. Everybody say, we prayed prayed to God God. and And (laughs) we set a watch. You need to pray to God and build tanks and aircraft and submarines. And train people. And have satellites. And look. And see. And have somebody watching. No, no, if you had faith, you wouldn't do all that. You're wrong. You're wrong. If everybody believed like you, by next week there'd be another flag flying over this country. You'd be learning a new language. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. God is not controlling everything down here. I know that makes religious people mad, but it's the truth. He's given us free wills. He will help you as much as you let him in your life. But we're living in a cursed, devil-filled, lost people-filled place. It's a very dangerous place down here. Thank God heaven won't be like this. You know what the crime rate is in heaven? (laughs) Absolutely zero. None. None. You know how many hate crimes are having up there? Zero. None. None. But we ain't there yet. Yeah. In this place, you need the protection of the Lord. Come on, are y'all with me? You need the protection of the Lord. But the protection of the Lord 
is not all him. If it's all him, there's a whole lot of people not being protected. We, we need to not just stick our head in the sand and pretend religious stuff. Look outside the church. Look at what's happening in the world. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of cruelty. Is that God? He has some purpose in that? No, it's not him. Killing, stealing, destroying. The Lord told us very plainly, that's the thief. That's the devil. And he warns us in Peter, your enemy is going about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And what do we need to do? We do need to pray. We do need to make confessions. We also need to watch, be vigilant, be alert, not scared. Everybody say not scared. scared. Now see, when you, you get into fear and you're doing stuff because of fear, you actually open the door for things to happen to you. That's right, Brother Keith. We gotta we gotta prepare and I gotta put, you know, double sets of bars on my windows and I gotta buy some more arms and, and I gotta do this. And if you're doing that out of fear, you're gonna be in worse shape than ever. Your fears will come on you. You you lay awake at night and, and are afraid of what's gonna happen in this world, it'll find you. You're drawing it to you like a magnet. And I'm not talking about fear. But I'm talking about watching, checking your heart, checking your spirit, checking. Yeah, you got your eyes open out here, but mostly you're looking in here because you can't see everything out here. There's nobody that can't be, you know, get the drop on. You know, you're not depending on your superior ability to defend yourself because if you are it ain't enough I don't care who you think you are it's not enough you can be the best person at hand to hand combat in the world one bullet will fix all that (laughs) is that right well that's why I got my weaponry yeah and somebody can shoot you in the back you never knew they were around come on are you with me how good a shot you are makes no difference no you cannot be aware of every situation. Don't, we're not talking about depending on yourself. We're talking about depending on the Holy Spirit. But being alert and aware for him to warn us. For him to guide us. Y'all with me friends? Thank you Lord. So they prayed to God. And they set a watch. And this is in the Bible. <laughs> Can you say amen? Go to uh, Luke, please. Luke, the 13th chapter. Luke 13 and 1. There were present at that season some that told Jesus of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Now, if this would have been in our day, this would have been on CNN, on Fox News, 
whatever you watch. What happened? This civil leader had it out for these guys when they went to do their sacrifices and they were slaughtering their animals for sacrifice. He slaughtered them along with the animals. So he's killed these people. Everybody had heard about it. Tragic thing. Verse 2. Jesus, now Jesus brought this up to the crowd that was there. He brought up this man killing all these people, this leader. He said, do you suppose that these Galileans were sinners above all Galileans because they suffered such things? Because that happened to them? Now we're getting into something that people think there's no answer to. Why do bad things happen to people? He said, do you think it happened to them? Because they were bad people? Why did it happen to them and not somebody else? Why did it happen at that particular service of sacrifice? Why didn't it happen at the one before it or the one after it? Might have been different people there. These people might have lucked out. Well, they were unlucky. Wrong place. Wrong time. Really? What is luck? What is luck? I just happen to have the dictionary definition of luck in front of me here. <laughs> luck is used interchangeably with the word chance. And you got good luck and you got bad luck. And the definition, one dictionary definition is the assumed, impersonal, purposeless determiner of unaccountable happenings. I'm going to read that to you again. The assumed, impersonal. What is luck? Well, it's not a person. (laughs) It's an impersonal purposeless determiner of happenings that you can't account for. So it couldn't be God and it couldn't be the devil. No, no, ain't nobody. It's just luck. Another way to do away with God and do away with the enemy. And imagine there's no such thing as luck. I said there's no such thing as luck. Not in the sense that we're talking about. There's God. And there's force for good. There's the Holy Spirit. There's holy angels. There's the enemy. And his cohorts that seek to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, do you think they were worse sinners than anybody? Because that happened to them? They're probably scratching their head going, you know, we always wondered about that. But Verse 3. I tell you, no. No. We're getting answers here. Why did that happen to those people there on that time? Just unlucky. Ain't no such thing as luck. No, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. In other words, 
None of you are safe from that unless you repent. In other words, there is a way to be safe, and it involves repentance. Keep going. Those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them. Here's something else would have been on the news. This tower just fell. Bad construction, I guess. Damaged in a storm. I don't know. Just old, whatever. But talk about unlucky. Bad time to go to see the tower. At exactly the time when it creaked out its last effort and fell. And then all the rubble fell on these people. And 18 people died. Because this tower fell on. This building fell on. He said, do you think they're sinners worse than anybody that dwelt in Jerusalem there? Because it happened to them instead of somebody else? Now see, people have all kind of conjecture about this. Well, it was their time. Really? Based on what? Well, they died, so God's controlling everything, so it must, no. Where, where do you find that at? No. Unless you repent, he went on to say. No, he said, I tell you, no. It didn't happen to them because they were bad people. So when you see a storm hit a place, crime hit a place, don't assume it's because of sin. Truth is, except for the mercy of God, storm could be hitting you. <laughs> What's the solution though? Repent. Unless you repent, you shall all likewise perish. The uh, Weymouth says, if you are not penitent, you will all perish as they did. Let me give you another phrase. If you won't listen. If you won't listen, if you won't pay attention, if he's dealing with you about something in your life, to him that knows to do good and doesn't do it, or you, something you know you shouldn't be doing and you're doing it, your lifestyle's not right, and you won't listen to him about that, then you're not going to listen to him when he tells you don't go to the tower today. Is everybody awake? If you're in a habit of ignoring the Holy Spirit, then it'll come a time in a situation where you'll miss his protection. If you won't listen on this, you won't listen on that either. There are benefits to living right. And living close to him. And it's not that he can protect you. Because you're living so perfect. That ain't it. It's not based on works. It's just that if you're in a habit of listening to him. Then when he warns you about this. You'll listen to that too probably. Mm -hmm. Come on can you see that? He is. The all knower. He knows the end from the beginning. 
He knows what the enemy's trying to set you up for. He sees things you don't see. And I don't see. And he wants to tell us. He wants to show us. People say, well, why didn't God keep that from happening? Wrong question. Wrong question. (laughs) Why didn't God protect them? Wrong question. You know what the question is? Why didn't they listen? Why didn't they hear? Why didn't they listen? And I'm I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. I'm talking about us. Why didn't we listen? Anybody in here besides me, something ever happened and it wasn't good. And the moment it did, you said, I knew that. I, I knew not to do that. I knew not to go over there. So is the question, why didn't God protect you? How did you know? How could you know? He was trying to talk to you. I've heard people say crazy things. And I'm not knocking because I thought some of that crazy stuff myself when I was a kid in the Lord. I've heard people say, well, now I'll tell you what, God's in control of everything, everything, everything. Nothing happens. But what he either does it or he allows it and he has his reasons. I tell you what, if if I stepped out here in the freeway in front of that semi-truck coming, if it's not my time, it's not God's will, it won't hurt me. (laughs) Don't try it. Don't. Don't. Don't try it. And some of these false religions, they're big into that. That it couldn't happen if it wasn't the will of God. And if it was able to happen, that proves it was the will of God. Lies. I said lies. Lies. You can die not in your time. I'm quoting scripture. You can die wrong. Because we really do have a free will. And I assure you, if it happened to you and you're a Christian and the next thing you know, you're out of your body and you're going to see Jesus and you're foolish enough to say, Lord, why did you let this happen to me? You're about to get an education. Because <laughs> the next thing you're going to say is, oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yep. He'll say, it's okay, baby, come here, come here, it's all right, it's all right, so you're here. 30 minutes early. It's all right. (laughs) I love you anyway. But if it's killing, stealing, destroying, it's not him. But if we want his protection, we must learn to follow him. Go with me to the book of John, please. John 16 John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, what will he do? He will guide you. Now, that's not the whole equation. He will guide you. If he's trying to guide you, what's your job? Follow. He's not going to make you follow. 
He'll guide you into all the truth. If you listen, if you follow. He will not speak of himself whatever he shall hear. That shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. This is not just for apostles and prophets. This is for every believer. Every believer. And you don't have to get caught up in a trance. You don't have to have an out-of-body experience. It can be as simple as what people would call a premonition. Just all at once, in your mind's eye, you saw this happening. Or you just, for some reason, you the thought came to you of it happening like this, and then happening like this, and happening like this. And you thought, hmm, well, why would you think that? Be on the watch for him to show you something. And I don't know at the times. The Lord has spared Phyllis and I in these past 30 years walking with him. You'd go to do something and all at once this scenario would come to your mind. Okay, you do this and then this is going to happen and this is going to happen and then here. And you think, oh, I don't want that to happen. Let's rethink this. What's he doing? Showing you things to come. Showing you things to come. Hallelujah. But now even though he shows us things to come, you can still ignore it. And just blare right on. Into it. But if you do, you're acting what Proverbs calls a foolish person. I want to give you some more scripture. I believe what's going on right now could turn out to lives saved. Tragedies avoided. I'm talking about in our churches. I'm talking about you and me. It's, It's the wrong question to say, why didn't God help them? Why didn't God protect them? I know of a story that handed to me from people who knew the situation personally of an individual that was going to get on a a plane to go somewhere and the little daughter was asleep in the back seat when they got there, not ready to go. And the wife had had a bad feeling about this particular trip and they talked about it. and, And right before daddy was getting out of the car, the little girl woke up and said, no, 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 daddy's not on that plane. Doesn't he know that plane's going to crash? But they took off and they did. And people say, well, why would, it must have just been his time. No. No. People say, well, when it's God's time to call you, he's going to call you. No one fellow said, he worked in a, in a factory, an industrial plant, had a lot of heavy equipment around. And somebody tried to tell him that. He said, you know, I noticed when guys follow the safety rules, he don't call near so many of them home. <laughs> How do you explain that? <laughs> no. It's not why didn't God protect us? Come on, somebody help me out. What's the right question? Why didn't we hear it? If we didn't hear it, someone said, well, I didn't get anything. That's not a good testimony. <laughs> Maybe you've been living so cold and so carnally. Well, I didn't get anything. Well, I don't brag about it. <laughs> and then if we did, what's the next question? 
Why didn't we listen to it? Now, every one of us in here has missed it in these areas. Every one of us. Ignored it, went on, and it cost us. Some things cost you a little bit, some things cost you a lot. But let's stop ignoring and start paying attention. Because it's a dangerous world we live in. And we do have an enemy. What does the scripture tell us? Yes, pray. But what else? Watch. Be vigilant. Be on, be on alert. Not scared. Not paranoid. But just watching. Paying attention. And especially paying attention to the one inside us. When you get a little check about something, don't just blare through it. Back up. And if you're not sure, take some time. Pray about it. And if you can't get clear, postpone it. Do you know? Do you have to do it right now? Wait till you get clear. Wait till you get direction on it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've seen so many things. I know you have too. So many times. God has spared us. The enemy had set something up for you. He was trying to hurt you. He was trying to do something. But if you listen to the Lord, you'll miss the devil's setup. You'll miss it again and again. How many want to miss the devil's perfect will for your life? Yes. You want to be, you want to mess up his timing. Yes. Right? Yes. Not let him set you up. He's trying to ambush you. He's trying to funnel you into the kill zone. Yeah. But I know my, uh, my nephew did uh, three tours in Iraq. And one of the things that he did was uh, he was communications. And they had a rough job. They'd, they'd break down doors in the middle of the night. And one of his jobs was as soon as they could get into an area, he was to go up to the roof and set up uh, communications. And if they needed air support or whatever they needed, he was to try to do it. And uh, we gave him the series perfect protection mm-hmm. before he was uh, deployed. And, um, and he actually listened to it <laughs> and fed on it because he, he believed in us, respected us, and, and he fed on those things. Perfect protection is a series about Psalm 91. But it doesn't just deal with God protecting you. It deals with your part of protection. There's two sides to this. There's a Godward side. There's a manward side. And so he focused on that. And he began to learn some things about being led. And so man. God has spared him. Through two tours. And he's back for the third go round. And they went to this place. And it was hot. And he rounded the corner. And he said he started to go up on the roof. And the spirit of God checked him. He said it felt almost like somebody pulled back on his is top. And he just stopped. Somebody said, why aren't you going up? He said, wait, wait. There were guys up at the top of the ladder with weapons pointed down. First one through that hole was going to get it. He paused, waited, couldn't get free. This is in the middle of combat. That's not easy to do. With your flesh right. Come on, are y'all with me? You need, you need to Really be paying attention. Right? To do it. And he did. And it gave the guys outside time enough to identify them. Let them know. So they didn't go up. They, they came out and they did another thing. He came home. 
without a scratch. Oh, somebody say praise God. Praise God. And yet, a lot of guys didn't come home. Does that mean they're worse people? No, it does not. It does not. Why didn't God protect them? Wrong question. (laughs) Are y'all with me, friends? Well, it must have been God's will. Who said? Who said? Killing? In the prime of your life? Middle age? That's the will of God? Being destroyed? Is that the will of God? People are trying to explain things they don't understand. What did Jesus say? Let's take his words and get rid of all this conjecture. What did he say? Unless you repent, you'll all perish the same kind of way. In other words, you won't be any more protected than they were. But what does repent mean? This is... uh, this is a revelation I, I got recently that I'm, I'm glad to share with you right now. Are you okay? Are you, you ready for this? The word repent here. He said, unless you repent, you'll all likewise perish. It literally means to perceive afterwards. To repent literally means, in this passage in Luke, to perceive when? afterwards if you miss it and you realize you missed it afterward and your heart bothers you and you're willing to get it right and you you repent which includes change but it's in contrast to the word that means To perceive beforehand. The Greek word that it's akin to. I won't try to pronounce it. It means to perceive beforehand. If you saw it beforehand. And acted on it. You wouldn't have had to repent. But if you ignored it. And messed up. And you realize that after the fact. Well then you repent. What we want to do. Is perceive. Beforehand. If we're always finding out. After the fact. We're not being led. We're going oops. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I knew better. Oh man. Wrong place wrong time again. And we're not doing good. We've all made mistakes, but is it possible that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come? Guide you into all the truth, and you perceive beforehand and avoid. I said and avoid. Is it possible to completely miss the devil's trap that he's laid for your life? Is it possible? It is gloriously possible. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen to Proverbs. Proverbs 22.3 says, A prudent man foresees the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. The, the New Century Version says, The wise see the danger ahead 
and avoid it. But fools keep going and get into trouble. Why do so many bad things happen to so many people in this world? Many of them don't know God to start with. Being led, not a thought that ever crosses their mind. They just blare off into things. And many Christians believe wrong. That, you know, some of them don't even believe there's an enemy trying to hurt them. Others, well, I prayed. It's okay. But they get a check. Pay no attention to it. Nobody's even taught them. It's supposed to be led by the Spirit. They've been taught it's all up to God. No. The wise, said out loud, the wise, wise. see danger ahead, see danger ahead. And, avoid it. and avoid it. Does that sound good to you? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, that's me. That's, that's me. That's me. The Lord shows me things to come. And I listen. Hmm? You can say it too. The Lord shows me things to come. And I pay attention. And I avoid trouble. Thank you, Lord. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go with me to Kings. Second Kings, the sixth chapter. I'd like to give you just a couple of more passages. You can handle it, can't you? Second Kings 6 and 8. The king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants and made his plans and said, In such and such place shall my camp, shall be my camp. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you pass not such a place, for there the Syrians are come down. Somebody say, Revelation. This is what we refer to in 1 Corinthians as a word of knowledge. The prophet knew something that there was no way he could know. He knew something. And so then he shared that information with the king. How did he know that? He didn't see him physically. Nobody told him this naturally. The Spirit of God showed it to him. Same spirit that's inside you. <laughs> Reckon he's lost his touch. Reckon, huh? <laughs> Can he still show you things? Does he want to? Yes, he does. Verse 10. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there not once or twice. Man, he... They were spared an ambush. The enemy had set an ambush for them, waiting to get them when they came through that spot. And the Spirit of God warned them and said, watch out, right over there at the corner of such and such, farm road such and such, such and such valley, watch out, watch out, be vigilant, be aware. Be alert. Not scared, but alert. And when you get something like this, what do you do? Oh, that preacher, I don't know what he's... Probably ate too much pizza last night. 
We got, we got our plans. Here we go. Yeah, and all of you will die. Well, why God let this happen to us? Help me out. Wrong question. Wrong question. Wrong question. I believe we're making progress. Saved them. Not once. Not twice. Oh, thank God. Thank God. How about a good New Testament example? You ready? Acts 27. We looked at this one before. We need to look at it again. Because there is so much revelation in here. Acts 27. He said, unless you repent, you'll all likewise perish. You're, you're all just in as much danger as these guys that this tower fell on or these guys that were murdered by this man. You're not safe unless you're right with him. Walking with him. Listening to him. No matter what you got. Certainly. You prepare your defenses. You do what you know to do. But even when you get through doing all that. Now you rely on the Lord. You rely on him. That's why he said some trust in chariots. Some in horses. We'll trust in the name of the Lord our God. But you notice they had some. (laughs) And that's right. Sometimes he said go out against them and fight. Sometimes he said don't go straight out. Go around this way. Around behind the mulberry trees. Sometimes he'd say you won't need to fight at all. Right? Just praise the Lord. Which one do I do? You do the one he tells you to do on that day. And that's what a lot of folks don't like. They want you to just give me a rule book. Just just. Give me the formula. There ain't no formula for everybody for every situation. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. And each day is a new day. And you don't get up in fear, but you get up realizing the enemy will hurt you today if he can. But we can keep him waiting. Day after day, we can keep him waiting month after month. We can if we'll follow the Holy Spirit. He'll keep us. He'll protect us. And if you miss it and have a problem, don't get down on yourself. We've all done it. Just learn. Learn. Get sharper. Pay attention. (laughs) Acts 27. Are you there? Verse 9. Instead of just perceiving afterwards and repenting, we want to perceive beforehand. And be aware. In uh, Acts 27 and 9. Now when much time was spent. And sailing was now dangerous. Because the fast was now already passed. Paul admonished them. What did he say? What did he say? Sirs. I perceive. Verse verse 10. I I what? Perceive. Perceive. That's that same word. We said it's the definition of the other word. I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Now, this is not a word of knowledge. This is a word of wisdom. Because this has to do with the future. This hasn't happened yet. This is not something that somebody knows. God knows it, but it's something that will happen in the future 
If, now here's the big deal, if you go this way. Sometime back, the Lord gave me a series called You Choose. And it was right after I got some real strong direction in prayer that he dealt with me. You and the church believe for me to show you what's me and what's not me. If you were here, maybe you remember some of that. And one of the very first things he began to talk to me about was this you choose. And God being in control. People believing that. And saying, well, everything happens for a reason. Okay. But what if the reason is you didn't listen? (laughs) No, no, no. God has a purpose. That I disagree with. And the Lord quickened to me. If God's controlling everything, there can be no if. There can be no if. If. If he's controlling everything. But he says things like this. I set before you. Life. Death. Blessing. Cursing. You choose. If you choose this, this is going to happen to you. If you choose something else, something else is going to happen to you. Well, isn't God controlling it? Apparently not. If he is, there is no if. The only thing that's going to happen is the will of God, no matter what you do. There is no if. But the Bible reveals there's definitely an if. Now, I know we're bucking up against holy cows. Did you hear them moo? We poked them. In fact, we hit them in the head. We moo. <laughs> Traditions. That people have believed in their grandparents and their great-grandparents that have made the word of God have no effect. But no, it's not what the scripture says. Are you there? Where are you? Sirs, I perceive this voyage will be with much hurt, hurt and much damage. Where did he get this? It's not from a long-range weather forecast. There were no satellites. There's no evening news. Where did he get this? Didn't say, I fell into a trance. He said, I what? Perceive. Didn't say, I heard an audible voice. I saw an angel. Now, he did see an angel later, but not, not here. I what? A perception. An inward knowing. You got the same Holy Spirit in you who was in him on this day. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Are you a son of God? Sons of God can be led by the Spirit of God. Say it out loud, I am a son of God. And I am led by the Spirit. He leads me. He guides me into all the truth. And he shows me things to come. Isn't he showing him something to come right here? Right here. So what should happen right now? What should happen? Trip should be canceled. Yeah, but we got freight to deliver. And we got people on schedules. Come on, help me out. What should happen? Cancel the trip. Postpone the trip. Don't go. Yeah, but we got a schedule. People are expecting their freight. 
People are supposed to be at certain places at certain times. We got connections to make. There's something worse than missing your connection. (laughs) There's something worse than your package not arriving. Verse 11. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. He's just a preacher. What does he know? He's not a sailor. He's not a navigator. He's not a meteorologist. Where'd you get your degree? We've been sailing these waters for now on 50 years. You going to pop in, Mr. Preacher Man, tell us about the weather? I don't think so. Get back in your room. <laughs> We're a-going. And since he's chained to it, he's got not much choice about it. Did you know other people's decisions to miss God can affect you? But doesn't mean you're done for. There's still ways for God to keep you and protect you, even when other people miss it. You know the story. No sooner than they had launched out, everything looked good for a little while, but then who, bam, they get hit by a hurricane. Storm caught up in it. Verse 21, after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have listened to me. You should have paid attention. Is that right? To what I told you. And not left Crete. We should have never left that island. And to have gained this harm and this loss. Keep reading. I exhort you to be a good cheer, though there will not be loss of any man's life. But we're going to lose the ship. Well, no, don't pray, God, that I won't lose my ship. Can't. You should have listened. No, I'm going to believe God not lose my ship. I got, I got, you know, $25 million tied up in this ship. And I didn't even count in the cargo. This will ruin me. Come on, believe with me, Paul, for my ship. Can't do it. Now. See, faith cannot be separated from hearing from God. And it's not just a dead thing. It's an interactive thing. There's no substitute uh, for praying and hearing from Him. You can only believe what He's telling you. Faith comes by hearing. And even after this, after He told them, We're not going to lose any man's life. We're going to lose the ship. Even after that, the soldiers tried to get away in verse 30 and decided, we're getting out of here. The shipmen were about to flee out of the ship. The shipmen, I should say, not the soldiers. This is the crew of the ship. And when they let the boat down into the sea under color or pretending like they're putting out anchors, they're leaving them. The crew is taking the lifeboat and leaving everybody else to die. Verse 31. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Yeah, but I thought he just said, I know. But life is a fluid thing. Is that right? Things are changing. And he's saying, 
We've got to have these guys if we're going to make it. And so the soldiers went over there and saw to it that they stayed. And cut off the ropes and let the lifeboat go so ain't nobody leaving. There's no substitute for being led by the Spirit. Can you say amen? No substitute. Thanks be to God. Go ahead, stand up on your feet. I want us to act on something. Do something here. I believe these words will come back to you. Not just what I said, but what the Spirit of God said to you. And that we'll be quickened in all places and times. And uh, no matter what the enemy tries to set us up on, we miss it. Because the Lord's directing us. The Lord's protecting us. And we're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians says this, and I want us to act on this. Ephesians 6, 13. It talks about taking unto you the whole armor of God. Why would you need to? Because you got an enemy. And after saying the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, all the different components, verse 18, he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and what? Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let me lead you in a prayer. And let's release our faith to become more developed. In watching. Said out loud, Father God, I thank you that you have kept us. You've protected us in spite of our ignorance, in spite of our mistakes, in spite of other people not listening. By your mercy, by your kindness and graciousness, you have sustained us. And your angels have kept us. And your spirit has helped us. Uh, just close your, keep your eyes closed. Somebody needs to say this because you have felt hard at the Lord and you've been wrong. You've been wrong and you need to repent. And remember he said, unless you repent, you're, you're, you're in danger like anybody else. Said out loud, Lord. I count you faithful. You have not let me down or anybody else. The question, why didn't you protect them, is the wrong question. You are not at fault. You did not fail. You did not let me down nor anybody else. If anybody failed, It's us, not you. you. And the question is, why didn't we hear you? Why didn't we listen to what you were saying? It's we who've been at fault. It's we who've missed it. Not you. Not you. Not you. You are faithful. Faithful. I call you faithful. Oh, hallelujah. 
Lift up your hands and thank him a moment. Sincerely. Don't hold a grudge against him. It's deception. Don't be angry at him. Don't be put out with him. It's foolishness. It's ignorance. It's deception. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. In life and in death, I trust you. I trust you. You are faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Say this out loud. I'm asking you, Lord. Help me. Teach me. Remind me. So that I may make the adjustments. And be no longer unaware or dull, but that I may become increasingly aware of your Spirit in me, your leadings, your guiding, your direction, and that I may be aware of the enemy's device that I need to be aware of. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Stop. I heard these words. Stop blaming God. Stop blaming God. Stop blaming God. Stop it. Stop it. Phyllis and I talk about this often. Phyllis, would you please come? Dismiss us at the moment here. I I don't know at the times that uh, the Lord's adjusted what we were doing at that time. And by his grace, we were able to hear it and do it. There's been numerous times in trips that it was all planned to come back that night. And we just said, no, just go back to the room. There's been other times we had planned to wait and we got it strong. No, go right now. Go right now. Don't wait. Don't mess around. Get there. Do it. And somebody said, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> no problems. <laughs> a lot of times one of the greatest things that happened to you in that situation was nothing. Because if the enemy had his way, something was going to happen to you. And none of us have followed this perfectly. But we certainly shouldn't just be not even trying. And ignoring. And somebody say, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Phyllis. Amen. What a great night. I told you it's going to be great. <clears throat> Glory to God. You know, I was just thinking, we need to te- learn this well enough to teach it to our kids. Yes. You know, because it, it could avo- they could avoid accidents. They could avoid problems. They could avoid being in the wrong place at the wrong time. We can save their lives by us leading them with our lives. And, and they hear us say, no, we don't need to go right now. Or yes, we need to go right now. Right now. Drop what you're doing. Let's go now. And if we'll learn to pray in the Spirit, then we'll learn better how to be led. You know, John talks about um, us being the greater one living inside of us. And that's the Holy Spirit. And He will lead us and guide us through all these things. So the more you pray in the Spirit, the easier it'll be to hear from Him. And the greater you will hear from Him. And you can help your kids and your friends and your neighbors. And they'll see you do it. And uh, we need to do that. Our youth need to do that. And uh, it'll save them being in the wrong places at the wrong time. Accidents and bad things happening in their lives. Can you say amen?
This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.